Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 16, 2020. The time is about uh, 3.30 p.m. Sorry, I'm um, actually uh, not at my office today. Uh, for those people who are in the co- uh, Zoom call, uh, Reddy Newman PC does conduct Zoom uh, calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this in um, other uh, non-live media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the Zoom, if you want to ask any questions, you can press... Um, you can press, uh, uh, you can press, uh, you can raise your hand to ask the question. And Benuri? Hello. Hi. Good with the questions. Yeah, hi. Sorry, uh, I, uh, I, I did not unmute my uh, while talking. Go ahead, ma'am. You can ask the question. Yeah. My employer applied for H-1B amendment for the change of place. And mm-hmm. I got my 797B approval instead of A. In This was in September 2020. Okay. Give me, give me, give me one second, guys. Give me one second, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys, for the disturbance. I'm working. I have some disturbance going on. I'm sorry, ma'am. Go ahead with the questions again. Sure. So uh, my employer has applied for H-1B amendment because of change of location. And mm-hmm. I got a 797B approval. And this was mm-hmm. in September 2020. And mm-hmm. I did not notice it, nor my employer did not uh, inform me at that time. And I recently noticed it and asked my mm-hmm. employer about it. And Mm -hmm. he's saying that it is an USCIS error because uh, he got an email confirmation with I-94 number and also like uh, consulate notified as blank. And he will get it rectified in like two weeks. Uh Um, My I-94 expiry date is June 18, 2021. And one more thing I want to mention is... uh, Wait, 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 wait. The I-94 expiration of the previous company is June 2021? Correct. I mean, it's same employer, different different client, yeah. Okay. So he's trying to rectify. Okay, he's trying to rectify. Yeah, he said it will take two weeks. He's going to rectify it and get me a 797A. Uh, What other options you have right now? Uh, since he has a previous H-1B I-94 that is expiring in June of 2021, mm-hmm. um, and this current this current 797 is expiring when? It's in 2023. I want you to uh, 
I want you to make sure, I want you to file one more H-1B extension right now, not wait until June passes too. Because if June passes too and the rectification doesn't occur, you'll be in a greater trouble. Okay. So just apply another H-1B extension with same employer. Right. That is right. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, Before June though, okay? Before June, before the I-84 expired. Let's go to the next caller, please. Ashok? Yeah. Uh, hey, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I have a, a scenario here. I filed my uh, fire, my wife's H4H4 EAD in last July 2020 mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. while she was in H1B. Um, mm-hmm. After filing, uh, within a couple of months, uh, since it was very slow, she found another opportunity and moved, uh, switched to employer and got a new H1B. Um, so with the new I-94, will the mm-hmm. uh, application um, which was filed earlier, will that be still relevant or will it be overwritten? It still be relevant. The I-94 number is still the same. Nothing has changed. So, okay, so while the H-1, mm-hmm. while the H-4 is pending, she's moved to a different company. H-4 will still right. be approved. I don't see any problem with it. Okay. So that is still ongoing. So that is uh, right. Per- Right now, when we check her dates, uh, it is showing like May 2020 as the processing time. Uh, now, the scenario is she has a, a new job offer, but that uh, uh, doesn't sponsor, but requires an EAD. So, based on the current timeline of May 2020, uh, what are our options? Because it is at least two months away from her filing date. To expedite EAD. Yeah, there is, there is nothing I can offer you. We used to have a court litigation that's not working. You can see our bad reviews there. Initially, we got very good approvals. Uh, but right now, um, there is nothing I can offer you. I can tell you, contact the congressman. That's not working. Contact the ombudsman. That's not working. Raise the service request. That's not working. Well, what can I do? There's nothing else I can do for you. Okay. okay. Let's go so to the next caller. One so, last question. So um, within two months... Uh, when can we expect the biometric based on your experience? It says yeah. May 2020. The biometrics has not happened yet. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if, I can't even trust the May 2020 date though. Oh, okay. So even that is not that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Next person, please. Uh, hi. Thanks. Uh, Rahul, quick question. Uh, we applied as a family uh, in uh, October for um, uh, 45. Of course, my you did. kid, my wife has gotten their um, EADs and uh, advanced parole, but I have mm-hmm. not received anything. The question is that is whole family supposed to get processed at the same time, or can that each application can be processed different times? Previously, previously, all the people used to get adjudicated at the same time, but in this batch of October 2020, we have seen several cases where the people, one person of the family got it, the kid got it, the wife got it, the husband did not get it, or vice versa. Too. We have seen that many times. I don't know why is why it's happening, but it's happening. Interesting. Okay, one more question. Uh, I had applied for my H4 EAD in January. Just After paid, 2021. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, yes, because I crossed the border and came back with my H4 stamp. For that crossing over, the fam- whole family travels. The so whole family's advanced parole is uh, canceled, denied, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he traveled outside and we had of filed. Course. 
So that's not a big problem. So my question is, how long is it taking for only H4 to be approved? Uh, any approximate? You mean to say H4 EAD to be approved? Yes. Yes. Uh, four to six months is a typical time. Okay, so already four. So let's see another month or so. Okay, let's yeah, see. And, and right now, I want you to file the advance parole one more time. Oh, okay, okay. And don't wait. Don't wait for the whole, file right now. For the whole for the whole family. Yeah, whole family. Okay, we'll do that. Thank you. And uh, let's say if my H4 EAD does not come because we're planning to stay on H4 and H1. Uh, can the can I once I cannot start, start I have to stop working after one month. During that yes. time while I'm working, can I continue to get my uh, OPT is called like a sick, sick time or accrued time, which I which I have accumulated time with the employer. Can he pay or employer pay me for that time, even though I'm not showing up at work? No, I would not want that payment to be done at that period of time. If the payment okay. should be made, it should be made before and it should be clearly mentioned, not at the time when you're not working. All right. Okay. Thank you for your next answers. person, please. Hey, Rahul, this is Vijay here. Uh, thanks for your support and on the questions. Uh, my question is about uh, the uh, uh, adjustment of status and priority date. So currently, my priority date is uh, uh, 2016 June on EB3. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, probably, I mean, based on the current uh, uh, I mean, current sources and uh, probably on October, there might be a chance of uh, filing the adjustment of status, right? So during that time, is there a possibility I can do an address change from my current uh, address? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not a problem. Uh, address change has I become mean, very simple. Applying. AR yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Okay. Even uh, filing with my current address and I can do it anytime. Uh, if that is in mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. And what? Okay. Thank you. And one more question is like, uh, like currently my spouse is in a H1 and uh, uh, whether she can, uh, I mean, move to H4 and then join, um, move back to H1 without any interviews or stamping. I'm sorry. She's an H1B and she can move to yeah. H4. H, right. And, uh, without and stamp- uh, for, after, without, and after how? some time, if she wants to move back to H1, uh, is there a mm-hmm. possibility like, without stamping she can do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If she moves to H4, to change from H4 to H1, she can file a change of status just like the way people file F1 to H1. And she doesn't have to leave the country. She can move back to H1. Absolutely, she can. Okay. Even if there is a change in employer as well? Even if the change in employer? Absolutely. Yeah. Previous employer was Pepsi and now it's Coca-Cola. Absolutely not a problem. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Rahul. Karthik? Yeah, hi Rahul Garu, this is Karthik and uh, so uh, I'm currently in a full-time employment and uh, my uh, I-94 is set to expire like uh, in April 30th and my mm-hmm. employer like had uh, filed for extension uh, like last August uh, because I wanted like H4 and EAD to be approved soon but uh, unfortunately that particular petition uh, got denied in December and my employer immediately refiled the petition in uh, January and it got approved. So like when refiling also, like they had filed both H4 and EAD. Uh, 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 so my question is uh, like the older H4 and EAD, which was filed in like August, 
uh, will it be able to like do any updates with the newer receipt number so that at least like uh, uh, i can get that for an year approved like faster way okay give me give me one second one second one second january Uh, sorry um I, i want you to do interfiling i want you to do okay. interfiling i i want to do interfiling and uh, okay. mention to them that the h1b appro- uh, the h1b approval of the uh, send them the approval of the h1b okay and it may or may not work yeah. but you should try that because otherwise you might be wasting a lot of time yes exactly can you hear me like when i checked with my uh, yeah i am able to hear you yeah so when i checked with my attorney like uh, he's saying that like that cannot be done so like is there anything which can be done uh, you can you can try number, it it I may not do. work you can try it it may not work it may not work okay next person please. oh okay got you okay you, you can try i mean what do you what do you got to lose you try it i'm yeah. getting disturbance that's guys, what i wanted so to do Yeah. Okay, so Okay, so that's what like I also wanted to try but I was not sure uh, whether I could even do it that's why I thought of checking with you. Yes. Um yeah, you should try and then you may lose or you may not you may win or you may not win. It won't be of um, much of a loss if, if you try. Let's go to the next Okay, column. so like any sorry like any sorry. any assistance from your office or like will I be able to contact There you? There is nothing there. Just this? use the inter word interfiling and send the file that's it okay got you okay just interfiling and send them the h1b approval with the h4 receipt notice that's it nothing else need to be done okay okay, okay. um hi rahul uh, this is jabli so i wanted to ask a question about my parents visa my mother actually uh, had a us visiting visa uh probably 10 to 12 years back uh, she mm-hmm. had to overstay at that point of time and never she never got uh, back uh, to us again uh, but now i was wanting to get her a visit visa uh, so would there be any problem i'm not sure i've never tried she never tried getting a visa again uh, did you did you said when is her visiting visa expiring uh her visiting visa had expired like 3 years back she got it for 10 years in 2007 I got it. so right now according to the dropbox rule mm-hmm. um according to the dropbox rule you can apply for a visiting visa within 4 years after your passport within 4 years after your passport expires passport visa expires so you can do the dropbox right now okay um i mean she overstayed in us for a while um so would that be oh. a problem yeah she overstayed how long did she mm-hmm. overstayed though i think it it's about 9 months was that uh, was that overstay when did it occur though uh 2008 or 9 i guess it, they used to have they never used to have this i94 website i think so uh, they used to have this white cards uh, at that point uh-huh. of time and she didn't know like how would... much for tenure um so uh, I, i would recommend if she has overstayed i would recommend that you contact a lawyer before because in oh, the ds160 yeah. form she has to mention that that's mm-hmm. the reason why yeah. you you should contact a lawyer okay 
Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify on that. Uh, and would sure. would your office be able to help with it? Uh, like yeah, you... yeah. You can you can make a consultation with me. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rahul. Kishore. Uh, hi, Rahul. This is Kishore. Thanks for taking yes, the Kishore. call. Mm-hmm. And my entry was approved in EB2 category, and the priority date was November twenty eight, twenty twelve. And I had applied for Canadian PR, and I got the PR on twenty sixteen. And I thought like the dates won't move, so I moved back to Canada yes. on uh-huh. December twenty nine. Yeah, I moved back to Canada on PR on December twenty nineteen. Since there is only mm-hmm. three years left on Canadian PR. And I applied for H1B extension. I mean, even though I moved to Canada PR, I'm still working in Detroit and commuting for work from Windsor. So I have the Nexus card as well. So I have I keep commuting from Windsor to Detroit. And I recently applied for H1 extension. I got my extension as well, but I didn't apply the H1 extension. My wife, since she is outside of uh, United States. So my question is, um, so if. Uh-huh. If the dates get current, how should I apply the 485 for her? How can she enter into the USA? You know, I lost the connection a little bit. So she, you have the 140 approval. You are in USA, right? Right now. Uh, right now I'm in Canada, but I commute to work to go Detroit. And you have a H1 visa. Yeah. Is right. And yes, I have does she visa. have a H4 visa or not yet? Yeah, she she used to have a H4 visa, but the current H4 visa will be expiring on uh, November 2011, 2021. Well, but okay, so but she doesn't have the stamping on passport. Ah, why can't she get the passport stamping right now? But she's in Canada right now. I don't know if they ask that question like. Uh, why is she going to USA now if she got a Canadian PR? Oh, that's not a question at all. Who will ask the question? The Canadian people? At the CBP. CBP when she is trying to enter into United States? Yes. No, they won't ask the question why you got the Canadian green card and you're entering into H4. They won't ask the question. That's none of their business. Okay, because like one of my friend family already tried the same thing. So they asked mm-hmm. her why she is entering H, why, I mean, why she is utilizing H4 when she got a Canadian PR and living in Canada. And they said like they are planning to completely move in the next two months. So wait, they wait, told wait, her. Wait. Uh-huh. They told her what? They told her to move to ESA and then shift from Canada directly. So they didn't give an option to enter into USA at that time. There are a lot of times when people entries are denied, they don't tell all the stories to people though. What if she has a DUI? What if she has a criminal record? They won't disclose it to you. They will tell some other story. As far as your story is concerned, this is none of the CPP business. Whether you have a green card for your wife is none of the business. Okay. There are so many green card holders and you uh, that come into United States on a H1, on a H4, not a problem. You're entering every week anyway on H1Bs, right? So that's yes. not not a problem. Not a problem at all. So in case if I apply the 485 for myself, how can I add her later 
like in case if she why can't if you, I didn't apply. No, why can't you add along with use my main question? I mean, in case if I don't get the stamping nearby, uh, the stamping dates are not in yeah, Canada if, available if that, until if March. If that's what ha- if that happens, you can file the AOS for yourself, and then you can mm-hmm. file the dependents later on when the priority date becomes current. So let's say, for example, in October, people have priority date become current, is right? Now mm-hmm. we don't know when they are going to become current. So when they are going to become current, then they okay. have to apply again, and she should be ready at that time. Okay. okay? So can I apply Let's the consular processing for her? You can do that too. It's called following to join. It's not consular processing. That that takes a very very long time. Okay. 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 I, I would yeah. recommend that you can. It's called following to join, and you can do that too. You can do the following to join, and if she comes into the country, you can add her to the additional updates application. Okay, you can do both okay. the things. Okay. Next caller, Thanks, please. Akash. Hey Rahul. <clears throat> so I am on F1 visa, uh, and currently my employer uh, asked me to join their sister concern uh, for H1B visa, and my mm-hmm. H1B visa got picked up from the sister company. Uh, but there was a thing that got messed up. Uh, like the first company filed my last date at 12th of March and the new company filed my first date as 29th of March. So there is a gap of 17 days in between. And I was working for my client in between and I also get my paychecks in that particular time frame. Mm-hmm. So I raised this issue in front of them and I have to report to my DSO and also on SCBP portal, the same thing. And the time frame to report on SCBP portal is like five days if you... uh exited your job or finished your job and 10 days if you joined a new employer. So uh, uh-huh. now my company is asking me to fill the same date and report uh, 15 days of unemployment on SCVP portal. But I already got paycheck for that particular time and my H1B is picked up. So that will be a concern like uh, in future they will ask me why you get the paycheck for that 15 days and you're not working for anyone. So what should could I do? The paycheck be, could the paycheck be issued for the previous working time? Sometimes the yes. paycheck lagging dates can be there, is right? Okay. Yeah, it's it's but the dates are mentioned. So it's yeah, for the but, particular so, dates only. But if the company is saying if the company is saying you're not employed at that time, then there mm-hmm. probably was an error on the paycheck and they can send an email to you for your record. Okay. Okay, so that issue okay. can be resolved. The second problem yeah. is uh, if I report late on uh, SAP portal and to my DSO, because a lot of meetings were going on in last from last two to three weeks, they are uh, working on this issue, how to solve this. So it's already a month late to report things to the school and SAP portal. So it, will mm-hmm. that affect my visa status? We have not. I mean, it's a rule, that 5-10-day rule. We have not seen them strictly enforcing at this point of time. We have not seen it. Could they do it at a future date? I, I can't tell. But as of now, have I seen anything? No, we have not seen. Okay, got it. So I should go with the uh, dates which my company is saying. I did not say anything. I just said what are the consequences for the things to be done. It's up to you to report it, okay? Let's go to the next call of this. Okay, thank you. Hey, Rahul. Yes, Can you hear me? 
డౌన్గ్రేడ్ but mm-hmm. is is that the gap like between 2015 and 2019 will will it cause any issue to file no. like no i don't i'm not expecting any problem if it's the same okay. employer not not much problem is yeah the same employer no not much okay. problem is expected okay and ev to date like i heard like your i mean i went through your session so ev three dates might go to like 2016 27 uh, you were expecting ev two dates how much it can go like 2014 uh, it's the same thing ev2 and ev3 i'm expecting the same thing same um, okay same because not many ev not many ev2s are left over between 2011 may to january of 2015 not many are left over oh okay, okay. so i should be prepared right with all the documentation yeah. and you will be uh, i am currently in new hampshire so you will be able to uh, file if i request right remotely yes yes okay. yes and and what we are starting is uh, from probably two weeks onwards we're going to do sample runs where we collect all the data and keep it so that we can okay. file it in september uh, so we keep okay. everything ready and then file it in september charge you the money in september so if you are interested in can, yeah you can you can drop an email to us we will tell you okay. what the services are how it works out okay okay Yeah, but I drop an email two weeks from now. Documents. Okay, fine. Two weeks from now. Yeah, we'll send you the list of the documents. We'll mm-hmm. verify your birth certificates and everything. Certificates. Make it everything ready, but only file in September. Okay. October. Sorry. Okay. Sure. Next person. Thank you. Hi, Rahul. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for taking the call. I got my H one pick this year, but it was to a different employer. but my current employer uh, is fine with doing a c to c with them and my new employer mm-hmm. is ready to file for my h1 at the mm-hmm. same time my client is a non profit organization and they are interviewing me for a full time position and are willing to mm-hmm. file a non profit h1 beef selected so my question is can i apply for both the non profit h1 b as well as the general quota one which got picked and choose whichever i want if both get approved and the other second question would be can i choose a non profit h1b start date as november 1st and as a regular one starts on october 1st if approved can i transfer to non profit at a later date and use the general quota h1b if required in future that's a good idea what you're telling have is to start the non profit in november 1st when is the stem extension expiring stem extension is expiring on june 30th June 30th. So of this year. Yes. So you're in the cap gap. Uh, so I will be able to go to cap gap from July 1st. Cap gap. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, the best way would be I'm thinking about try to apply the H1B right now with October 1st start date. Do premium processing of H1B. Okay. Okay. The general quota one. The general quota one. And you will get okay. a decision faster 
Yes. But then you will not be eligible for the cap gap if you get the decision first. Ah. If you get a denial, you will not be eligible for the cap gap, right? Yes. Uh, then can I go for a CPT and then, or else ask my current employer, because my current employer, like whoever the non-profit organization H1B is filing for me, they say they're going mm-hmm. to do a start date uh, to be decided. So in case if this gets rejected, can I just then name the start date over there or start their processing as early as possible? Yeah, you could do so. You could do so. You still have 60 day grace period. Um, so you could get the decision right now. If the decision comes positive, then you can have, if the decision comes positive, then what you could do is that you can then at that point of time file a, uh, uh, file, file an October 15th start date with the nonprofit organization so that okay. you'll be in a much better shape so that you'll be able to use the for profit at a later date when you want to move from that to any other place. Yes, like if I want to move to a normal one, I can transfer back to the regular H1B, right? That is right, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. And how does the cap gap work? If only my H1 gets approved, the cap gap would come into place, right? From the July either 1st. It's to pen, either it's pending or approved. If it's okay. denied, the cap gap ends. The cap gap ends. Uh, but will my service be active for 60 days so that I can use it for a CPT purpose? If I want to transfer, if we do not, at a later we do stage? Not, we, we do not. We do not advise anybody day one CPTs as a okay. policy because we consider them as we have seen a lot of people arrested those who try to go to day one CPT, especially in the Farmington University. If you heard of that, yeah. So yes. we do not recommend anyone. Day one Next caller, Thank, please. Thank you. Hey, um, Rahul Dilish here. Uh, yes, I was uh, following your videos a long time. My, my priority is 2014 December um, in EB2. I have sent the data which I collected through uh, the website from I140. How many how many was been approved for each year? I have sent the attachment to why it is so complicated uh, to understand about the green card uh, expectation would we expect, expect the date of 2014 eb2 december yeah there are many things though one is that do you know how many duplicates in this i140 are number one number two is that um you need to understand the leftover green cards. Do you know what a leftover green cards are? Yes, yes. I'm following your videos last week video also. I was following that. So, so like, the leftover uh, green cards cannot be determined until we get to about July or August though. Leftover green cards. Okay. Uh, leftover green fine. cards. So, the, so, we clearly so wait, wait, know wait, wait. that. No, 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 no. You, the leftover green cards are important. Indians will get only 7% of the green cards. So 140,000, how much we get it? 7% is approximately around 10,000. I may be a little bit here and there, okay? So only does only 10,000 people get the green card every every year? No. There will be leftover green cards of 10,000 every year, normal, that people are getting. So Indians get 20,000. 10,000 according to their quota. 10,000 is the leftovers, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we know the leftovers is the main question. The leftovers are known only in that particular year when we go past through March, April, May, maybe June, July. At that point of time, we will come to know the leftovers. Because the leftovers will be given to the Indians. 
got it. I got it. That last uh, week video you and Emily mentioned that in the YouTube so, channel. So it is uh, going to be hard to tell us when, the, how many leftovers will be there for each year. Yes, we, we cannot we, know based on the previous data. Yes, we know that the State Department clearly mentioning that coming year we are going to get one lakh sixty two thousand green cards. Uh, how can we? not able to uh, calculate a small calculation only you know for the i just send you the uh, attachment if you you can see right it now the, right now uh, i'm driving right now i'm driving right now oh, sorry, i will look sorry. into it sorry. right now i'm looking i look into it but yeah, it's not easy it's I, not I easy yeah it's not easy to let know how many other country people are applying in this particular year because even if the people are applying right now in this month, they can get the green card by the end of October. They can file an I-140 right now. And that data is not there with you right now. No matter what you provide, how can you provide me on April 20th, how many people will file an I-140? No, no, no. no. I am. I provided the data. Uh, I have given the attachment in the Excel sheet. Uh, like How the, can you provide a data on April 20th no, to no. me? How many no, people are filing on April not, 20th? Not 20th. I have provided the data for 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2013. That's different. Uh, yeah, because that of the different. green cards, green cards are being allocated based on the I-140 priority, uh, like a priority date of uh, labor. No, why we are? No, so... no, you're 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 completely going a wrong angle. How yes. many leftover green cards are there every year? Is the calculation we need to do? How many green cards will be allocated to India? Ten thousand is guaranteed. From 10,000 onwards, we can get all the way to 200,000. We won't come to know. But I will look into your data, though. Yes. Right now, I'm yeah. driving. I'm, this is the only time after from past two months I'm taking this conference call on credit. Next person, yeah. please. Monali. Hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. Um, good afternoon. So my question is, uh, if I move to company B and uh, my company, uh, the the company B employer uh, files my firm and I-140. And during that process of time, if I lose my earlier employer's uh, priority date uh, of the firm, so what would be my new priority Wait. date for the new firm? Wait, with the previous employer, do you have the I-140 approved? Yes. When was it approved? Uh, 21st of May, 2015, EB2. Why would you lose the priority date? So now what? if I move to new employer and they mm-hmm. will file it maybe a, a couple of years later, they file the uh, green card okay. process after a couple of years. Maybe in, 2000, maybe in 2023. Okay. Why would you lose the priority date? Uh, so if during that period of time, if my priority date become current, that's what my, uh, I mean, based no, you on still the news won't lose it. No. Okay. Still, you won't lose it. The rule says that if you are unable to use the priority date, if you have the availability of using it, you will lose the priority date. Since you're no longer working for the company, you can't use it. You can't use it for filing an adjustment of status or getting the green card. So you still are eligible to use that priority date two years down the line. Okay, that sounds great. So, uh, so how much? I mean, when that time, if my employer files my uh, I one forty, so uh, will it be current directly that time? Uh, I don't know. Things can go back. Who knows? 
we can't tell if it's going to be current three years, four years down the line. I can't tell. I've gone wrong. Remember that okay. May first, two thousand ten, used to be prior to date in April two thousand twelve. We are in April two thousand and twenty-one. It's still May first, two thousand ten, in final action dates for EB two. So I can't tell though how the prior to dates will move. Most probably, it should be current, but based on this extra green card that we are getting. Okay, so it's safe to move to employer B. No, I would not. I, I wouldn't say that it's safe to move. Why are you moving to employer B when the prior dates are expected to move? It's yeah, not it's a good idea to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because of the job opportunity and benefits and the project uh, based even on. Even if situation. I have five hundred, even if they put me five hundred thousand dollars on table, I'm not moving. But it's up to you. If your purpose is only to make money for immigration lawyers, yeah, you can. I mean, that's okay. a lot of. For money, I would not move. I would not. Okay. Okay. I don't want to keep coming to these Zoom calls for a long, long period of time. I don't want to. If I were you, yeah, because I'm making money here, I'm coming. But you guys, I do make directly myself. It's my profession. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, thank you so much for your um, advice. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Next question. Hey, hey Rabu. Hey Rahul. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, actually, uh, my wife she was on uh, H4, and uh, we applied for H4 extension along with my H1B. And my H1B got approved, and her uh, H4 is still with USCIS. And uh, meanwhile, we also applied for H4 to F1 conversion, and that is that case also with USCIS. So now I'm trying to change employer A to employer B. So, when is the when is the when is when is the H4 expiring? Uh, H4 is expired. Expired and we. Uh, yeah, if you moved, if you moved to a different, if it's, I got it. You you applied extension, but mm-hmm. H4 already expired. If you're moving to a different company, though, I would strongly recommend. That you file one more H4, one more ED again. Now they most probably might approve the previous H4 until the validity period of your current H1B. But there is about five to ten percent chance they may deny that when they look when the officer looked into the underlying H1B and sees that it's been withdrawn, they might just deny the H4 plus ED. That's the reason I want to have a backup plan for you. It's not for the EAD. We applied for H four to F one conversion. Ah, okay. I missed the point. You missed. So when is the H four expiring? Again. Ah, uh, H uh, four is expired in twenty twenty, and we applied H one H four extension along with my H one B extension. My H one is got approved. I got it. I got it. So still. So, just I added the EAD to it. Ignore the EAD. You still need to file the H4 extension, though, because the rule says that you must maintain the H4 status until the F1 is approved. So, if they deny the H4, the F1 will be denied too, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason you should file H4 again. But I mean, actually, my other company, Atomic, they were saying they are not recommending to apply H4 because they were it will affect your current F1 application. That's what they were saying. No, so, no, sir, it does not affect. In fact, it's the other way around. 
because if your previous H4 gets denied, the F1 will not be approved. So again, we reapply for F1 again? No, you don't reapply for F1. F1 will still stay there. You apply for the H4 again. Now you may ask a question, have you done anything like that? Yes, we do that very frequently, especially when the people are applying F1. They don't have the H4 choice. We apply for one P1. We apply for two B1s. We apply for three B1s sometimes. Because B1 can be only applied, B2, B1, B2 can be only applied for six months. Okay. And I have one more question. So, I mean, as I said, we applied H4 extension and uh, H4 to F1 conversion. We got right. a fingerprint for both, I mean, uh, I mean, for, for both at a time. So, uh, I mean, if we go ahead and give the fingerprints, if we, ex I mean, if we, have, if we reapply for H4, uh, from another employer, so it won't be an issue, right? I mean, there, no, there won't it be won't be an issue. It won't be an issue. Not a problem. Okay. Okay. So you're recommending to do, a, I mean, apply H4 again. One more H4. Yes, sir. Just as a backup okay. plan. Next caller, okay. please. Uh, hi, Rahul. I'm, I'm currently on, uh, F1 CPT and I'm working for a financial uh, institution. But uh, earlier this year, I had applied for H-1B, but I didn't. I did not get picked up. So I'm I'm looking to transfer to my husband's H-4. So my question is, can I transition from F-1 CPT to H-4 EAD like seamlessly without having a gap, like having both H-4 and EAD start on the same day? Um, you could apply H-4 and EAD together, is right, not separately, is right? Yes. Yes. 99% of the time, they do approve the H4 and EAD at the same time. Okay. Okay. So I, can have, I don't have to have a break on my employment if that's the case, right? I can just transfer to H4 I am not, I'm not going to endorse your CPT, but I will just tell you one thing that H4 and EAD, 99% of the time will be approved on the same day. Okay. And is there any premium okay. processing options for that? Unfortunately, no. No also, I understand if I make any international travel, it'll get cancelled and you'll automatically, automatically, automatically denied. Okay, so then I'll have to start again afresh. Yes, that's right. You can you can apply for the H four and come back and file an EAD. Yeah, you can do. Okay. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, hi, uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is uh, Mahesh, and uh, I applied for my four eighty five last year October and EB two to EB three downgrade. Uh, my priority date for EB2 is uh, May 2013. Uh, my question is uh, if uh, EB2 date become current, which is May 2013, and but I already filed EB3. So uh, do I need to fresh file I485 for EB2 or I can interfile my current application? Is your I-140 approved? Uh, they just did premium like two days back. Okay, once your I-140 is approved though, you could do something called interfiling Okay, and then then send the EB2 approval to them so that you don't have to refile the entire application. Okay, okay, so I don't have to uh, refile. I can use my existing application. Right. But, but uh, you still you still uh, you still need to you still need to get the I140 approval underlying I140 approval through which you file the adjustment uh, 485 because 
if if that is denied or if that's been withdrawn though you don't have a right for 4852 it should be automatically denied so yeah once yeah. i140 is approved you can do interfiling in change to eb2 yeah not only i140 even date has to be current of may 2013 for eb2 uh, of course, of course. Right? that is yeah you're yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right yeah and if eb3 is denied uh let's say but my eb2 is valid but i so i have to file fresh i485 that is right if your eb3 is i140 is denied your 485 is automatically denied okay but my eb2 is valid so i can file fresh 485 eb2 becomes current that is right okay good thank you so much bye bye thank you guys sorry guys uh, for the distance i got um, that's the reason i stood until about 4:15 uh, the next conference call will be uh, monday and don't forget that you can make an appointment with me or any of my colleagues at rn lockgroup.com thank you guys for coming in sorry for i couldn't take all the people thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day